0: Welcome to our Holden Village Podcast. For over 50 years now, Holden Village has traveled a rich history of faith that has transformed a copper mining town into a vibrant place of education, programming, and worship. Holden has sought to welcome all who seek contemplation and community in the remote wilderness of the beautiful Cascade Mountains. We continue to invite people of all ages to come alongside our rhythms, which inspire and equip travelers. For a sustainable life of faith outside the village. And we continue to listen and reflect on our story and history and seek to discover our place in God's creative mission in our world. Our podcasts are a way of sharing our conversations with our teaching faculty around reformation, the reforming of our relationships with the earth, with each other, and with the divine. Let's tune in and join the conversation.
1: My name is Mary Hess. I am a chemical environmental engineer, and I live in Bellingham, Washington. I'm a professional engineer in Washington State, and um, have been working for 38 years in um, various industries, in the energy, oil and gas, chemical, metals, and technology, and aerospace industries. Over the last 38 years, and um, definitely was interested in coming to Holden to teach. Um, We have, our church in Bellingham, Washington, has a huge connection with Holden Village. Uh, We supply staff, we supply teaching staff, we supply, you know, work crew people. So it's, there's a long, loving relationship with Holden Village. And um, when I saw that the summer, theme was Fear, Fear Not, and I thought about reforming our relationship with God and creation. I thought how important that is, and how people are very, very fearful, and the big elephant in the room seems to be climate change. And people can get so depressed about it, or they can be very nonchalant about it. And um, we've seen reactions, you know, in Christian culture across the, the extremes, you know, to the real climate change skeptics, to the climate change advocates who really want us to be involved in political policy and, and um, really make sure that we have those government commitments. And we're at a place where we don't have those government commitments, and so the fear levels are really, really high. And so in my first session of Climate Change and God, what I wanted people to come away with is that climate change is real. There's all sorts of evidence. I supplied all sorts of evidence. And then I also um, looked at uh, Old Testament and New Testament and pulled out kernels of hope, pulled out kernels where, you know, God, you know, like when Job talks to God about how much God knows and how little he knows as a human versus what God knows about the world and our creation. And so I think that that's a that's a good humble place to come from, and I also think that, you know, when by the time we get to to Luke where we're talking about creation and we're talking about how creation's there for us, and how in the fires and in the floods and in everything, God is there with us through all, that, through all of the turmoil. And th- that gave me a lot of hope, and that kind of showed me that fear, fear not. But I also wanted people to think about community sustainability. Um, there's a whole bunch of sustainable uh, development guidelines and goals that have been created internationally. And I think that they're a good place to look and a good place for you to pick and choose what, what of those goals are really important for your community. I think we need to start local and we need to be very aware of what our choices are. And, um, and, and I think we need to get involved. And so my third session is on being an advocate for creation in today's world and just all of the different possibilities for advocacy, but choose and focus and you know work within your congregations and work within your groups, your communities, and make sure that you move forward because I think we're at a place we really need to be doing things. And that's part of the fear, but part of the fear not as well because I know how wonderful it is to walk with God through these trials and tribulations, and through these rough spots. And it makes us stronger in our relationship with God, and it also brings wonderful change to the world, really tremendous change. So I just want to see us and equip people for all these different avenues of advocacy as well. The Sustainable Development Goals are actually, you know, they have that social component to it. You know they have the no poverty. They have you know no hunger. They have you know a whole bunch of and then <laughs> the, it amazes me. But down at the bottom of the goals is the environmental sustainability type things. And the very last thing they have is the social justice aspects. And to me, what you're talking about there is social justice. Is do we look at the at the social And one of the things I'm going to talk about today is environmental justice and what happens to the communities that get shuffled into these areas where industry really impacts them or, you know, mining really impacts them. What happens to those communities? And I've worked with some of those communities, and it's pretty tough on them. And so we have to make sure that their needs are being met as a community as well. Mm -hmm and um and what is that balance look like so that they're not their health and well-being their longevity you know that we're not doing genetic mutation things to people that's going to harm their you know their children and their children's children that environmental justice piece has to be looked at as well and some people call it social justice as well because there are other social aspects that we have to look at but um but, yeah, it's really very critical. Where can they find the international system? So uh, that is a UN initiative. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. So on the UN website, you okay. can find them. And mm-hmm. um, you can find out information about social justice or uh, environmental justice mm-hmm. on the EPA website. People are going to be concerned about um, what their local impacts are. Mm-hmm. You know, people along the coast are going to be concerned about sea level rise and... Other, You know, people are going to be, you know, in various areas concerned about storm and storm intensities and things like that. So all that is going to depend on what those persons are being impacted with. For me, um, one of my biggest concerns is permafrost loss because we are, um, with permafrost loss, we're going to emit, I don't know how many... Millions of metric tons of methane, which is 25 times more impactful than CO2 carbon dioxide. So, for me, the getting on the loss of permafrost and making sure that we don't lose all of the permafrost is critical. And the U.S. Army Cold Regions Research Laboratory and the University of Alaska Fairbanks have been doing a lot of research into it and a lot of um, coming up with mitigation measures that can help to reduce that permafrost loss and probably help us get back some of the permafrost that we've... Looking at major mitigation things, and those are things that I think that many countries need to get on board and start paying for doing some of these mitigations. I think that'll help tremendously. You know, renewables have only stayed at 18%. Really? Yeah. And we've gone up in, I think, 2017. The U.S.? In, yeah, in the amount of coal and um, and oil burned. Wow. Which we were on a decrease. We were moving more to natural gas and, um, and the incentives for, for solar and wind. So yeah. we need to keep heading that direction. We need to get past, um, past the 50% mark. I thought we'd be there sooner.
0: Thanks for joining us for another Holden Village podcast. Be sure to view the links in the description for more information or visit our website to find out more about the village. We hope you will make a pilgrimage to Holden. Blessings and peace to you.